Hi, and welcome to the Virtual Inspiring Podcast with me, your host, Rachel Botfield. This podcast is for virtual assistants, aspiring, new or established. It's a place to celebrate VAs, their journeys and the supportive community we are all part of. I hope you enjoy listening. Hi, and welcome to the episode. Today, I'm here talking with Hayley Hudson. Do you want to say hi, Hayley? How are you today? Hi, Rachel. I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on. Lovely. It's great to have you here. Um, Do you want to just introduce yourself a little bit? I'm Hayley Hudson. I run Hudson Admin Support and the VA Lounge. I've been a virtual assistant since November 2019, so just over a year and a half, and loved every minute of it. Wow, I don't, you know, I forgot that you only started in 2009. So you've come so far in that amount of time. That's really I wasn't going to start until February 2020. And I'm really pleased. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Started a bit earlier because I think it might have been a little bit of a different story if I'd started in February with all the pandemic kicking off in March but um just add add an extra layer to it wouldn't it yeah (laughs) I should always say as well that I'm also a mum of two beautiful girls and I have a wonderful supportive husband and I live in Dealing Kent I always forget that I just go into (laughs) VA headspace yeah you do sometimes you forget to say what other stuff you're actually doing as well as doing your job (laughs) but I think we all do that not (laughs) just a VA yes so what made you choose to become a VA in the first place my I uh, I worked in the travel industry for years and then came back and met my now husband and then where we live you basically go and work on the boats or go into freight or logistics so I went into freight and logistics on the admin side of things and looked after the operational side of bits and pieces had Eve my eldest and then went into the admin loved it amazing team but you know when your shelf life is up somewhere and my shelf life had been up for probably about four years at work and I was desperate to get out and just do something differently. I was only working part-time, but I was just desperate to do something for me. The, the company that I worked for, was a it was a family company and there's always a little bit of a ceiling for progression when you work with family members. and it's Not at my family, but the family that yeah. the company. And they're all lovely, but I just felt that I needed... I needed something else. I needed to put my work ethic and values into something that would benefit my immediate tribe, i.e. Matt and the kids. And Esther, was at nursery. Or Esther just started school when I quit my job, but I'd also gone through a little bit of a struggle with mental health as well. Loads of stuff had happened over the past I'll just say a lifetime yeah. um, and it all builds up and we went on holiday to Zante in 2018 and we had a 6.7 earthquake at 2am in the morning which I've never seen Matt run so fast Um, it lasted for a whole minute and it was terrifying not gonna lie it was absolutely terrifying and after we came back from that I I sort of struggled a little bit and I didn't know what was wrong went to the doctor just got shouted at the GP don't know why the GP decided to shout at me I was literally asking for help and she gave me the number to stay for counselling I poo-pooed it didn't do anything about it mm. because of the way she reacted to me so she just I, shouted at you then, when you went yeah, for help yeah um nice. I suppressed it for a long time do what I always do and throw myself into work went above and beyond at work 
working loads, was enjoying working loads, but then there was a lot of stuff going on at work that wasn't the greatest. And a couple of things were said which, you know, kicked me in the face a little bit because I'd always done my best. I'd always gone above and beyond. I'd always helped everyone. Yeah, and it was sort of, it was thrown back in my face a little bit. Um, and uh, there were lots of other little triggers going off with different areas of life. I eventually went to CBT, which is cognitive behavioural therapy, um, which I highly recommend to anyone who's struggling. Just go and talk to a human being that is not in your circle and has no opinion on anyone else in your life. <laughs> and literally, I eventually went and saw someone um, I only had three sessions over six weeks because I just went, blah, blah. I said a lot of stuff that I felt guilty that the earthquake was my fault because <sighs> I'd booked the holiday there and it was my fault for putting my precious ones in danger. And as soon as it came out of the mouth, I was like, well, that's ridiculous because I control all the tectonic plates in the world. And I worked through quite a lot of other stuff. And it was just a mind switch that actually it's my choice my life is my choice and I choose how to react to things. I choose what environments I put myself in. And then there was another, so lots of things were changing in my life and work was the last one to go. And it happened because I'd sort of been looking at being a virtual assistant. What can I do? What can I do? I want to do this. I'm a creative person. But you also need to hone in on the skills that you've got. did a load of research online had discussion with Matt saying I'm going to quit after Christmas, going to give them notice and start in February. And then it was October and I came home from work and I'd had a horrific day and I'd burst into tears and Matt went, I'm done. I'm done with having you coming home from work crying. Just quit now. So I did. <laughs> no clients. Just... I've been talking to another VA anyway. I'll tell you about that in a bit. And so I just quit. Um, because if you hit your head up a brick against a brick wall enough, it starts to crack. And as a mum, you can't, or as a human, actually, it doesn't matter if you're mum or not, as a human, you can't let that happen to yourself. So that's what sort of gave me the kick to quit. And within a month of me resigning, I'd got two clients. Because oh, I, think the, I think the fear of we're going to drop a wage drove you third meter I need to go and find it it was very much a you know my 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 first rate was 12 pounds an hour you know oh my gosh yeah (laughs) my first rate was 12 pounds an hour and 14 pounds an hour with my two clients but it was filling that need of paying the mortgage paying the kids school shoes you know school uniform food it was just you just had to go and do it well, that, I mean, that is a bear in the beauty. Sorry, that was a really long explanation. No. <laughs> well, no, that's Background. great, but it is, it's, it's a, well, it's your journey, isn't it? It's your, your journey to VA. And that is inspiring because you recognise that you just couldn't do it anymore. You just had to change, something had to change. And you do, I think that is, if you hadn't have done it, who knows where you would be yeah. with your health and with your family now, if you hadn't decided, if you had... I suppose, kind of given into that feel. Maybe if your husband hadn't said and gave you a little prod and said, it's okay. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. it's almost having, sometimes having like your partner say to you, it's okay. Well, like, you know you're what? You're a team at the end of the yeah. day, aren't you? You're a yeah. team. You're responsible for the house. 
responsible for the kids and stuff. But actually, with Matt, he was very much just like, you're not all right. Mm. You yeah. know, and we need we need Hayley back. And yeah, it all fell into place very it was like the unit. I don't believe in that. But the whole universe was just like, okay, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. I'd spoken to a great family friend on the school run one morning. And he, I said, I'm going to quit my job. I'm going to be a virtual assistant. And he was like, what is a virtual assistant? I don't understand. <laughs> so I explained. And he went, oh, that sounds really cool. Still don't quite get it, but it sounds cool. And I was like, thanks. He went to scouts with his son that evening, that exact evening, and started chatting to one of the mums there. And he was like, oh, what do you do? She said, oh, I'm a virtual assistant. And he was like, no way. <laughs> she, she's like, what? And he's like, my friend is literally just going to start up as a virtual assistant. Didn't even know what it was this morning. She explained. And now I've met another one. And she basically turned around and said, I'm actually struggling at the moment and have got loads of work and I could do with someone. Can you give her my number? So yeah, my first client, I was that is like the universe falling into yeah, place. Yeah, it is. It's, it's like literally, <laughs> and we met up. We had a coffee, we had a conversation and stuff. And after a couple of weeks, I hadn't heard from her, so I sort of sent her a couple of texts and thing. And then she phoned whilst I was at work, and I and this was like the day before I resigned. <laughs> and she said, "Oh, I've actually been in hospital, um, not very well. I really need your help. Really need your help." could I guarantee you some hours each month what would it take to get you to quit your job I was like I'm nearly there anyway I won't worry about it and then the following day I quit so it's all it just really really fell into place it was great because I went under her wing she'd been doing it for six years went under her wing um she helped me a lot to sort of just understand how she did it it then gave me the confidence to go out and well, my best friend Emma actually got me my second client because she just turned around to someone and went, you need Hayley in your life. <laughs> <laughs> and she, the, the, that client's been my client ever since. I still work with her. It sort of just, it gave me the confidence to go out to face-to-face networking meetings because we could do that then. By Christmas, I had three clients. I'd covered what I was earning part-time. So within two oh, months, yeah. I was covered what I was earning part-time. I was happy doing what I was doing. And then it got to sort of, January, February, I picked up a couple more clients and I was raising my prices as I was going. And so I then just had to turn around and just go. So when I started to get in the £20 an hour clients, mm-hmm. I was a bit like, I need to sort my rates out, really. But everyone that I spoke to, they were fine with it. They were happy <clears> to pay. And come October 2020, it got to a point where I was either going to have to drop clients. Mm-hmm. So after a year, I was going to have to drop clients, work more hours when I was already working like 40 hours a month and not 40 hours a month, 40 hours a week. And as a mum, it's hard. You know, if you want to replace a full-time wage, you have to work at least 20 hours, 25 hours a week. Plus that's client work. Plus yeah. your admin. And as a mum, I was a bit like, oh, I'm already sort of juggling lots of things. So I was yeah. either going to have to drop clients, work more hours or get associates on board. So, and I'd met a couple of, associates through VA network things and so I interviewed a load and I've still got numbers for them all but after working with a few of them I just thought I don't want to be in charge and I don't want to be managing people yeah and so now I work with associates but they literally I'm their client my yeah my clients know that I use associates for a few bits and pieces Zara does a lot of just my stuff and my clients know that they do bits and pieces but 
they've all given me their own rates and stuff and it's not you know yeah I might check stuff before I do bits and pieces out but I'd much prefer to get to know VAs and then just pass people to them. Yeah well you have to really trust someone to have them as an associate so it is it's a big sort of depending on how well you know them as well and what they're capable of doing and then like you say because you're putting your name to that so you're recommending them or so you have to be sure I mean it is hard with like say you're getting so busy we were talking about it before we were recording about what rates that you charge and that as a new VA it is hard so I think I I read about 25 pound I think it was on Jo Monroe's website she said charge about 25 pounds so I was like right that's what I'm gonna go in for you know just hoping someone's gonna (laughs) take you up on that I think it's I think it's it's such a hard thing especially as you go from employed to self-employed because it's such a transition because you've got to figure out no one pays your holiday, no one pays you sick. Yes, of you've course. You've got to pay everything out and stuff. But for me, it's like, I can't I can't remember who it was. And they were just like, oh, thanks for saying that. Because actually my rate was that when I started. And it doesn't matter what your rate is. It does not matter what I charge, what you charge. You know, my standard rate now, my ad hoc rate is £45 an hour, which I'm still a bit like... Is anyone actually going to pay me that? But people pay me my retainer rate at £35 an hour. It's just the confidence, also the need. And you just have to be happy with the rate you're charging. Because if you're not comfortable, you can't sell that to somebody else. If if you're feeling icky about what you're charging. And I think as part of it, when you're first starting out, it's hard to, to gauge how long things might take or, or what the uptake is for your particular thing that you're offering. So how do you know that this might work? So I think that once you've kind of got some clients under your belt and you've got some bit of experience with that, then you can kind of test the waters, I think. And yeah. I think we all as well hear what everyone else is talking about and think, oh, I should be there comparing yourself to someone else's journey but you have got to do that journey yourself and I'm very I'm guilty pull yourself back to your own lane yeah Yeah. and because although we all class ourselves as virtual assistants we all do so many different stuff yeah and we are all individuals we all have our individual lives going on outside our work so we all have different demands and different needs and it's just what you want to do and I think the hardest thing is like I've just got over the fact that if I want to take a day off, I'm just going to give my clients three weeks notice and go, by the way, I'm not open that day. You know, yeah. it's not all going to fall, fall down and just do it. It's your, you know, there's always a reason why you start doing stuff for yourself. What do you think the hardest challenge you've had to overcome to become a virtual Was it your initial um, job that you wanted to, to make that leap into doing something for yourself or has there been any other challenges in when you first started I think confidence has always been quite an issue which surprises so many people because I'll go and do the VA or I'll go to networking or I'll just I'll just be me but it's finding that confidence to just as Rory Berry says channel and embrace that inner marmite yeah. and there's always going to be people that don't get you and don't like you because that's life and that's okay. They're not the right people to surround yourself with. I think it literally is confidence to just put me out there that I've read that I really struggled with to start off with, especially social media. I wasn't on social media for four years before starting business. The only reason why I came back to it was because of the business, because of marketing. Um, yeah. 
and I think I found that hard and it was finding my voice to go from quite corporate just putting out Phil H on everyone <laughs> just going full <laughs> Hayley on everyone and you know there's still it makes me laugh sometimes because I can come across a little bit stiff especially in my writing and stuff but I just um I think that was the biggest challenge was just knocking out any not anyone else's influence I think anyone else's influence but it is you know, very hard to tune out that noise because there's a lot of people offering a lot of and it is it, it all sounds great but then you can't do all of it and I think that you have to do what works for you so if you take little bits from what other people have suggested or, or tips and things and then try and filter that into well what do I want to do and does that fit in with that and um, because you, it's again the same thing about swaying too far because I wasn't really on social media. I, I was, but I didn't really post a lot um, before I started my own business and not certainly not on LinkedIn. So I feel a lot more yeah, confident now. LinkedIn, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've been on there, it? but, you know, not really I'd done like a lot. 49 connections, I think, when I, I started. Oh, my gosh. So how many connections have you got now? I've literally, I've, I, unless anyone's unfollowed Are you me, over I'm, your 500? I went over um, 2,000 followers last night. Wow, that's brilliant. Um, oh, I need and to. And I know, I know mine's like 350 of, at the moment. Oh, 2001. There you wow. go. 2001 followers. Um, that is brilliant. In 18 months. Is that 18 months? No, two years. I didn't go back onto LinkedIn until January 2020. So, yeah, about 18 months. I think that's the one thing that I've learned is you've just got to play it to your own beat. Although, like you said about the advice, there's so many groups like Joe Monroe's VA Handbook. Yeah. That's amazing. Freelance Heroes is another one. Um, oh, yes, Freelance Heroes. There's so much value in those groups. There's so many websites and so much advice and stuff. And I think I literally just blocked it all out. I knew where it was and I looked at a few bits and pieces, but I just thought I just need to do it. I just need to figure it out for myself. These people are putting so much information out there that's really valuable. But I think I always struggled with a bit of approval from people and seeking mm-hmm. approval from people. And I was just like, I just need to figure it out by myself because there was, you know, I, ha- I also had Janice, first client VA. What more do you need? You know, and I learned how she did it. And then I was a bit like, oh, actually, I like that bit, but I would do it this way. Mm-hmm. and stuff and I think that's that's why the VA lounge came about was because if you surround yourself with people in the same industry you'll learn so much from them and their experiences but also I've learned a lot from new VAs VAs that have come into the lounge like you offering like the podcast services and stuff I never even thought that someone would do that and like Deborah Frampton said about Pinterest she's learned yeah. on Pinterest and stuff which is going to be huge in the UK soon and Yvonne Hemming about automation I never thought about doing automation and where I'm a bit geeky I love stuff like that so I was like yes I'm up to Zafia I'm going to learn Zafia um oh I've not learned that one and, uh, it's good oh, it someone's mentioned it the other day actually I think it is a complete game changer honestly it's literally you know everything's like integrated with lots of things Zafia basically integrates the world um <laughs> but does other things for it so if you've got a google form that's been filled in 
Google form can then talk to Zapier and Zapier will put that information and make a Trello card. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, I... Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's like Airtable. I want to learn how to use Airtable. And I've just uh, had a conversation with Orla and she showed me around Airme, which is similar to Remo, but just on a completely different scale. And it's great. And so it's like talking to other VAs. You yes. learn so much and you go, well, actually, I'm going to go and learn that because I want to do that as a service. Do you want to tell us a little bit more about the VA Lounge? And so this is where you're, um, you've evolved from as well as VA. So I, I first heard about you, must have been a post about the VA Expo, because I came yeah. along to the VA Expo, which I really enjoyed. And I yeah, yeah. made some great contacts at the VA Lounge that I still speak, that I was still connected now. And one lady, Colette, has also just become a client, which is amazing. Oh, awesome. I had a conversation with Colette yesterday. Yeah, so I'm really pleased about that. And she's so lovely. Um, and I mean, she's got a marketing uh, group for VAs as well, which is yeah. great, which I'll put a link to the show notes in there. So if you'd like to go and have some marketing tips off Colette. She is one of the biggest VA cheerleaders. She is. She's a very yeah. big VA I'm cheerleader. Doing... Yeah, so that's where I met, I first heard about you. So then you've got the VA lounge on LinkedIn so tell us a little bit more about that the VA lounge was made for my own sanity really no <laughs> um, I like I don't sit still very often me and my mind is always going and I will always be a VA I will always do client work but I just thought do you know what other VAs need other VAs and we need a place to go because when the whole world went virtual in 2020 our slot were already virtual and there's such a huge virtual community, not just VAs, but other freelancers and stuff that were online beforehand and will remain online. And it's quite isolating sometimes. So the VA lounge idea came up and it was just going to be for virtual assistants. And we were just going to have coffee morning and we were going to have discounts from people. And I was going to do a monthly skill session and it's going to be £30 a month membership. It was supposed to launch in October. And then I put it on hold and then November lockdown happened. And I was like, I'm not going to launch it at Christmas. And I thought, and then over Christmas, something didn't sit right with me that I should be charging people to come into this space where actually everyone's had a shocking year and people just need to have that connection. It's great. We all socialise on social media and bits and pieces, but you have to have those conversations off social media platforms and mm-hmm. see people even if it's virtually on video conferencing and stuff and I built a really supportive network last year There's only about five of us six of us all in different businesses and we basically they were my accountable team we checked in in the mornings we checked in at lunch we checked in in the evenings we had coffee once a week and it was just that having each other's backs to get us through the horrendousness that was 2020 when January came after Christmas I was like right I'm gonna launch and then lockdown happened and I was like it's gonna be free it's just gonna be free it's gonna be for anyone that wants to come because I was like I can't charge people for it just can't do it it's not in me so that's where the VA lounge came about it's to meet people on a social level because we all know we hear about social selling and stuff that people are still very much in that old mindset of networking, business networking. Just yeah. give an hour. It wasn't It wasn't to give an hour to come and sell to people, to come and 
meet people so you definitely get business out of it it was the coffee club is not about that it's about taking a break from your work and having a bit of personal connection having those people that are in a business mindset that you can talk random stuff to you but actually you're in a business environment do you get what I mean as in you know you can talk about shoes and cowpole and bison (laughs) I think we've spoken about and (laughs) things in the coffee club that's fine because that's your business life and so that's what coffee club was about and then skill session was just that just giving people a taster of stuff or giving giving something back some sort of knowledge or sharing something we've had people in like Nick Bayburn did presenting himself on video Rebecca did LinkedIn profile writing me Ruth and Luke came on and talked about how we get our clients and it wasn't about me it's about all the VAs that's why I'll always have people on with me because especially when I'm talking about VA because you need a different point of view there's yeah. not just one VA voice you should listen to. You should only listen to your VA voice, but listen to other people as well because we all do it differently. And then the VA lounge sort of has evolved. It, I was just like, right, I'm going to do an expo. <laughs> I'm, good. I'm just <laughs> going to do an expo because I wanted to make sure that I could do like do a proper virtual event. And I was thinking about possibly doing that as a service for people. And like you've done with the podcasts as well. It's like, oh, I'm interested in doing this. I'm going to learn how to do this. I'm going to do one and then show people that I can do stuff. I'm very much a, if I'm going to charge people for money, look, this is what I can do. Yeah. And I'm going to hold something and bits and pieces. Um, and the expo was great. It was, I was so tired. <laughs> oh, but I really um, enjoyed I think I could only come to the, because I was working part time then. So I could only come to the afternoon on the one day. But I, I mean, I've worked in exhibitions, like I ran events and exhibitions for years with my dad. That's what we did. So seeing it in a virtual format was very odd and the tables. But I really loved, like it was Remo, is it, the platform that you use? So I just really liked the idea. It's like, oh my God, yeah, you can just drop in on different tables. I just really like, I've never seen that kind of platform before. So yeah, and then the VA lounge just has evolved. There's the membership now, which has all got different levels. So there's the Freedom one. And then there's a supporter because we've had so many people just come and just go, oh, how do I just support you with this? So you can get like a support pass for like five a month. And that just gives you like 10% off my packages and stuff that I do as Hudson admin. Then you've got like the barista, which was aimed at more the small business owners that come. So they get a named table at Coffee Club and they get a little bit of a write up on the monthly what's on. And then you've got we've opened up co-working space on a Monday and Thursday now and social media planning time and then there's the VA lounge the actual like virtual assistant membership which I'm quite I can't say much about that at the moment because we haven't finalized bits and pieces but I'm quite excited because that's hopefully going to be relaunched in September I would um, recommend if you're listening and you haven't tried it, I would recommend coming along. So I've been, I was dying for ages to come along, but, but when I had my part time while they were always, I couldn't make it. I had the set hours. So I was very excited to be able to come along. And that, I met Deborah Frampton. Her episode possibly would have aired as well by the time yours aired. So I interviewed her and she tells us all about her Pinterest, which was really interesting that I'd not even thought about Pinterest. Yeah. And I've met some other really lovely people there as well. And it's just nice. Like you say, it depends on what you want to chat about. You can chat about work or something different. Yeah. It is nice to have there's that so many, There's so many people that just come just, you know, I get a lot of people message me to introduce me to new VAs and stuff, asking 
for advice. And I just think it's not just about what I've done, you know, because I've made it my way and what's worked for me might not work for you, but come to the VA lounge and talk to me and ask questions, but talk to the other VAs that are in there as well, because, you know, they might say something that they go, oh yeah, that's really good. And then of course, there's the VA lounge community group on LinkedIn, which anyone can join. So have you got any client testimonials you'd like to share with the audience just to show how important you are to your clients and how much of EAs can make a difference to um, your business? I find it really, really hard to ask recommendations and testimonials mm-hmm. just because it's great to have them, but I'm, I'm never, I've never been a, look at me, look at me, I'm so special. I just do what I do. And, you know, I get a lot of new clients from my current clients. Um, the best recommendation I have ever had was recently, and I've been nominated for uh, oh, yes. the A Voice Award. Um, That's right. I, I didn't even my hear peers. about it. Yeah, I, I literally Gloria told me. Yeah, I've was it? Heard nothing. I've heard nothing about it from anyone else, but Gloria told me, and it's VA Voice Award, and it's for VAs that give back the VA industry, and that. Because it's voted by your peers, it's voted by other VAs, like nominated wise, you know, it's that is the biggest thing. Because if it's from your peers, then that means more. Because, you know, I've not all the VAs that I've met, none of us are out there to just go and grab all the clients. There's so many clients out there, there's so much work. And it's it's just about supporting each other. Other testimonials, I'm just having a look now. I've been transformational for my business and has allowed her to direct my energy on where it needs to be in the company. She listens well and is very sympathetic to the needs of your business. Plus her gift game is on point, you know. Um, <laughs> uh, Hayley's a key part of my success this year. What can I say? She's awesome, kicks my ass when I need it and gets on with so much far quicker than I ever could. We've implemented new systems by we, I mean, she has. And I have so much more than I had before. I couldn't do it all without her. She's such an important part of the team. Oh, lovely. Lovely clients. Yeah, he seems like have some nice. Yeah, they um, I know it's difficult. That's... There was Nicola that came on last week and she actually shared a, um, a testimonial on LinkedIn and Facebook today. And she she talks about how uncomfortable it makes her feel to do that. So I was like, well done for sharing it. And we don't, and I think I've talked about this before and it is, I mean, none of us want, we are, maybe it's, I don't know, it's a British thing or whether it's just, we always seem to, it's the same as normalising our skills. We, you want to, it's hard because you are doing a job, but it is nice to be recognised for the work that you're doing, just for somebody yeah. to say, you know what, thanks, that is, you're doing a really great job and I love what you're I get no, the occasional present there. from clients as well. Oh, that's so which sweet. Is really that's nice, lovely. Which is lovely. Just saying thanks, or yeah, you know, I got Christmas present, and uh, one of them won a bottle of wine, but instead of getting the bottle of wine, they diverted it to me. Aww. And it's just, it's just those little things. And none of us want a massive song and a dance and stuff. But no. you do graft, and as admin. You can be. I'll try. I'll try not to get on my soapbox. <laughs> admin staff. People do not value admin staff mm. as much as they should do. Yes, there are multitudes of different levels of admin, from grassroots up to consultants and stuff and bits and pieces. But admin is at least fifty percent, if not more, of any sort of business. And whatever you class as admin, and is your personal choice. But I think. 
we've got a long way to come still with regards to people not value I don't think it's valuing the effort and stuff that we put in but I think it's actually valuing how hard it is sometimes yeah because everyone goes oh yeah admin's really boring yeah it is really boring and us lot do it every single day and we do it very very well and we actually have the determination and the mindset to stay and doing those boring tasks for you and I would say if your if your client does not value the work that you do find a new client I know Lucy Brazier who I'm trying to get on LinkedIn live at the moment she's just got an OBE for her for her work towards the assistant business uh, the assistant industry and stuff and she's she's amazing she's absolutely amazing and she is publisher of huge magazine and you know she's always striving for EAs PAs VAs and you know the society of virtual assistants as well Mm. you know they're all very much about collaboration not competition and that's what it should be because sometimes there is a lot of VAs are not valued a lot and especially out in America as well it's classed as a entry-level role yes there are entry-level roles there are entry-level roles in every single industry not just admin admin is not an entry-level role and um, you can't just peg everyone in admin yeah, as an no. entry-level role no definitely that's what not. it's paid then, for in a lot of businesses though Yes, really. And this is what I was also going to say. I've seen three adverts lately for PAs to CEOs of companies, and they're like twenty k, yeah, twenty three thousand pounds. And it's just like they don't they don't understand. You have to have a proper mindset and a proper attention to detail. I mean, we all you're all human. We all make mistakes and stuff. Attention to detail, but it's the actual motivation to get stuff done and also you know I designed a product for someone I said why don't you do this in your business this would work really well this is what time it would take you and they're just like oh my god that's really good and they've started selling it now a service and it's all that's what I bring as a VA because actually I care I care about that client's business I care about that client I care about that client's family because the business has a direct impact on their family and actually the care that you give to a client is only going to impact your business as well because as they grow, you'll grow with them. Yeah. Um, and I don't think a lot of people see admin staff to do that. Yeah, they've just really. got them pegged as one. You're just, yeah. you're only good for that. And then, yeah. Well, hopefully people listening to this podcast and going to talk to VAs and coming to the VA lounge and just anyone that interacts with them will realise that actually you shouldn't be tarring people with that brush that they're no, just no. admin. I think it's a real and I think it's I think that's the other reason phrase. why I made the VA lounge as well is because as soon as you set foot in, within five minutes being in coffee club or something, you will realise if it's the right environment for you or not. You might all think, oh my God, these lot are balmy and what on earth am I doing here? It's just about taking a break and just being a human being and connecting with other human beings. That's all it is. But, Within that, from that, as you know, you met Colette. She's now a client. I know so many other VAs that have been in there that have got associate work. You know, my bonds with some, like Shirley. Shirley did some work for me. 
Shirley Henderson. Yeah. Oh, I love Shirley. She interviewed her as well for the podcast. And the first time I met her, she offered up a time to give me some tips about networking. And my Steph and myself, she jumped on a Zoom call, spent like an hour on a Zoom call, giving us all these tips for doing this networking. Bless her. It was, she could not have been more helpful. I tagged her in a post of someone else who's just started as a VA for HR. And I tagged her and said, hey, Shirley gave me these recommendations. And then she jumped on and said, thank you, and offered her a call as well. I thought she's so yeah. helpful and she's lovely. So, That's so she's lovely. super. She's absolutely super. Um, and she's always willing to help. Yeah. Always willing to help always so supportive and that's what it is like Shirley comes nearly every single week when she can and it's just you know it's just finding the right place for you you know paid networking might and the support that paid networking gives and the networking groups there that might be the right place for you you know I know there's wonderful like Emma Rowley is it she's got a VA membership group okay stuff. I, I've not been in there but that might no be I've right not been there but I am connected to Emma Rowley and it's just like you know there's so many different things you just need to find the right environment for you to feel comfortable in and that's what it all comes down to it's just feeling comfortable because as soon as you feel comfortable somewhere yeah you'll be able to sell your services and it will be completely different would you say that's your best tips offer to somebody starting out is to is to find their yeah find your support find your environment find your support environment and just don't worry about being yourself just be you don't worry about if you're just starting out and there's other people that have had a year two yeah. years a year and a it's half it's exhausting being years. somebody else or pretending to be yeah. like behaving in one way and being another way yeah. you can't and you cannot keep it up you no. cannot keep up being not you and the thing with me you know I rock up with a messy bun and a t-shirt and you know all my hair still wet some weeks because do you know what yeah. I'm busy I've got a life but I'm I think today's the only day I've put makeup on this week <laughs> I just thought I feel like putting it on today and then I got some hooped earrings that you can't see well, under that's my big why I said to you you're doing video audio <laughs> no just audio video, I would have yeah. done my class a little bit more um but that's the that's thing the great yeah. thing I'm about podcasts up, <laughs> I'm a cup to client calls now even even if they're maybe I wouldn't do it as if it was a brand brand new client but when I get a call from someone saying that I know and going, oh, can I talk to you? I might need I might need your help. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, I'll still rock up with my messy bun and my T-shirt because that's me. And what you see is what you get. And that's not everyone's cup of tea. And that's fine. But well, a messy bun and a T-shirt is not going to affect your ability to do your job no, well and exactly. to care about your clients. So really, it's the same as when people... In, who were trying to get a job who discriminated against for having tattoos and face painting yeah. that does not affect their ability to do their job properly if they're the right person they're the right person that's yeah. it no matter what else is going on I think it's just you know you have to so yeah top tips find the environment that's right for you and reach out to other VAs be yourself and don't put too much pressure on yourself you know yes you might like I needed to go and get money that's why my rate was so low and I'm not I'm not ashamed of my rate whatsoever because actually that's what my family needed at that time and that's what I needed did I find it hard to raise my rates not really because I've been working with people and every three months their rate went up and you just have to be 
comfortable in what you're doing. There's so much pressure to go, oh, let's go niche. What's your niche? What's your niche? What's your niche? You know, I end up, my niche is I'm a virtual PA. That's my niche. Yes, I cover loads of other stuff and bits and pieces. I hate the word niche because it puts you in a box and actually sometimes you can niche too hard Mm. and you forget about all the other millions of things that you can do. But don't, like, I was like, oh, I haven't got a niche, I haven't got a niche. And it wasn't until this year, I was actually, well, actually, you niched straight away. You just didn't realise because you would, as a PA, as a yeah. PA, you're covering diary management, you're covering social media, you're covering you're covering everything, but you've just said, called yourself a virtual PA. So that's a top tip to anyone yeah. that <laughs> doesn't know this, just a virtual PA. That's what you do, and then list all the things that you do. Um but yeah, I think it's it's hard when you say, oh, you just got to find your own path, but you've just got to be true to what you want out of it. It's yeah. the need for money or the want for money. You know, there's a need, you know, I need to take in X amount each month because of the house. I want to earn X amount. Yeah, so, your goals and aspirations um, yeah, what you want to you go know, forward, yeah. Actually, it's the need. And there's different parts of your business as well. It's different times. You know, you've got the lifestyle business of actually you want to enjoy some of your life. You're not going to be working all the time. So there's the lifetime business. And then there's the growth business of actually when you're ready and you want to push and you want, you want that want, you can do that. But you don't have to do that. You just want to sit and bumble along and do bits and pieces then do that you know I was having a a conversation with another VA yesterday and she said you know she can't physically work more than 12 14 hours client work a week because of the kids and pick up and lifestyle and stuff and I went wouldn't it be nice just to work 12 hours 14 hours a week and be comfortable because actually you can live your life as well yeah, it, it's trying to remember why you, as well, maybe your big why. So one of my big whys is to be able to pick the kids up from school. Yeah. And I wanted time to do other things. And then I suppose you're right. There's a, I've seen what other people are doing and I've done these recommendations and some challenges. Saying, oh, wow, the possibilities are kind of like, but then they almost think, well, actually, I just want to now at the moment, I just really want to focus on the clients that I've got and I want to be happy with those. And then I think maybe I'm going to address some other things that I might want to do. But now that I've managed to get my clients, I really just want to do their work. I just want to yeah. get in there and do it. And it's, Do you sometimes feel, because I always do, and especially often that Lisa Johnson challenge as well, I'm like, oh yeah, I can do this, I can do this, oh, yeah. I can do this. And I can it do was... all these things. And then I seem to go, oh yeah, I've got to do it now. And yeah. I had to have yes. a really strong word with myself. I was like, who are you in a race with to get there? You know, if you are happy with the clients, if you're enjoying work, if you're managing to have time off, if you're doing your why bits of picking the kids up and stuff, what is the big race? You're right. It made me think of all these amazing ideas, but I was thinking, oh, I'll have to do that now, but then I can't do that now. And I think you're right. I I have got that on the back burner. I think I might brain dump all my ideas onto a board and then just part them for a bit because I think there is that and it's just, it's the same thing about staying in your lane isn't it, it it's yeah you kind of sway a little bit and you think oh look at those possibilities that could be amazing but actually I don't like you say the summer holidays are coming up I, I want to go I've got some trips books I want to be able to fit in my client work with that I don't think I can cope with adding an extra layer of you know the potential yeah. of it, when you're ready to do stuff 
then it yeah. will happen and you'll yeah, you do don't it. have to do it you can no, do it if like that's what you're this um, want to do. power up call thing that I'm doing for MailChimp only came about because a client said client wanted me to do it and I said well what about if I show you how to do it and I said and I can either do that on a one-to-one and she went mm because she knew that it was going to be quite expensive. I said, yeah. or I can do it as a group. I said, and that's, you know, you'd pay a lot lower price. You might still be, only be the only one on there, but, you know, You're there's offering, that yeah. option as well. Because she talks about that in the challenge, Lisa Johnson. And I think the challenge was brilliant. I thought it was a fantastic challenge and she's mm. very honest and open about everything. She's not kind of saying you have to do this and her course looked amazing yeah but I think it did open up a lot of thought for me you've just got to choose the right time for you as well it might not be the right time for you now and that's okay you don't have to have all those or maybe you don't have some massive dreams for your business at the moment you just want to say you just want to work to have and maybe and maybe your, life. your dream is that is literally yeah working 12 14 hours a week or 20 hours a week and, you know, it's it's whatever you want it to be. You just make it your own. You know, we'd all, we'd all like to be doing Elisa Johnson and making in 3.3 million a year and whatever. Oh, wow, she's but done so it, well. It's amazing. Yeah, and the thing is, is she's so down to earth as well. Yeah. But it's, it's we all have different life pressures. Mm-hmm. And just take the pressure off yourself as well. Yes, we've all got bills to pay. As soon as your bills are covered with your work, then don't I think that was my main mistake was that I had everything covered I had more than everything covered covered and then took on more work and I was starting I wasn't dropping balls but I was putting stuff back and I was Mm -hmm. sort of it got too busy and then I wasn't eating properly I wasn't spending time with the kids in the evening and stuff and I was just like this isn't this isn't what it was supposed to be like yeah um and don't be afraid to backtrack and sort of rebalance stuff I've probably rejigged stuff at least three times in 18 months but it's never a straight line though is it it's got to be a wiggly line because you don't you just you've got to learn yeah you've You've got got to learn learn. it's not going to be is it failing forward not not that you failed but the the whole thing you don't know unless you try and you don't perhaps know your limitations unless you until you've pushed yourself they actually know that's that's too far for me at the moment yeah. or I know where I've got to be and it is it's the same with anything in life really it's that coming up against something and then deciding is that what I want to do is that why I started it and staying true to your values I guess and yeah, yeah. what you want to get out of life yeah so. and I think I think that is that is the number one thing you've just got to be true to yourself running your own business is hard work because yeah. the client work the client works great and it's like that's why I've started taking a little bit of a breather off social media not that I was like full in anyway but I've started taking a bit of a breather because actually I don't need to be promoted I don't need to be getting clients I need to focus on people buying the power-up groups now or my digital products and stuff mm-hmm. so actually my audience has changed my offerings have changed of what I'm doing so I like to ask everybody um have you got a favorite podcast uh, apart from this one obviously blog or person you like to follow on social media I've literally I don't I don't do enough reading or listening but the diary of a CEO uh, Stephen Bartlett he's the new um dragon on dragon's den um, okay. and how I sexted my boss 
Um, <laughs> that's that's a, yeah that's a really funny one um it's with he's the guy from radio one who is in the jungle as well jordan north Ooh, it's jordan sure. north and okay. his mate it's just it's really stupid and, <laughs> and there's quite a lot of swearing in it and it's not very um it's just light-hearted stupidness you do need a break sometimes i i listen to a wide range of stuff not all of them are work related my favorite one is not is simon and Mark's or Kamo de May's film review and hello to Jason I've already said that about three times my brother-in-law's listening hello to Jason again uh, <laughs> I just <hi> absolutely <laughs> I just love that podcast it's my favorite one but I do obviously like I listen to quite a lot of podcasts is there anyone that you follow on social media and uh, maybe someone on LinkedIn that gives really great tips I'm not just saying this because he's a client but Nick Rayburn drops some absolute golden nuggets with regards to videos and stuff Becca Pay for her LinkedIn help and stuff Irit Levy she is a VA I think she's a VA but she does more of workflows and automations Mm -hmm. and integrations and stuff and she posts some really really good videos and tips and she did a lovely like sum up of a load of email marketing things as well so she's one to follow she's, did she she's do lovely. one on asana the other day yeah. i'm sure i, I saw put it someone. in the yes. um, put it in the va lounge yeah because um, i i had a look at that i use asana instead which of, of course Trello, people so. can sign up to yes um, <laughs> just a monthly just a monthly what's on of what's on in the va lounge but yeah she's um she's really good and very informative and it's sort of it's good to get different reviews on stuff well, I'll put all the links to those in the show notes so people can find those people to follow. I especially like Nick Rayburn stuff. I his video the other day was really good for filming. He's got some really good tips, and he he was doing some Guardians of the Galaxy gifts on something I was posting on. I just yeah, yeah. Pratt, so. He's just he's just very com- comical. Yeah, we've <laughs> we've had that discussion about Chris Pratt before. Um. <laughs> oh yeah, with my group mug. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on and telling Thanks us so much your journey. Oh, it's been great. It's been lovely. Bye. Bye. So that was the show. I really hope you enjoyed it. I would love for you to connect with me on Instagram. My handle is virtually underscore inspiring or like my Facebook page, which is a virtually inspiring podcast. The link to the show notes will be in the description. Thanks again for listening.